Welcome on now, folks. This is the You Right Podcast. My name is Mick. I'm your host. Uh, we're going to get right down to it. I said in a previous podcast uh, that I was going to do an emergency one. Yeah, that didn't happen. So <laughs> I just didn't get around to it this week. I apologize, folks. I was a little busy with life and whatnot. Um, but I'm going to take care of what I was going to take care of in that emergency podcast right now, right off the top of the bat right here for you on uh, episode six um and that is we're going to discuss the bill of rights and the first five well yeah we can go into the fifth we'll do the first five and then number six for this episode um so the ones that we missed for episode one the first amendment straight off the bill of rights people i'm gonna read it how it's written Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. I'm going to let y'all just mull that one over. Y'all know what it is. It's your freedom of speeches and whatnot. Um, what I take out of that is, uh, you have the right to say what you want, write what you want about the government, <laughs> but not about me. <laughs> okay. So yeah, th- these are all in respect to the government is how I look at them. Um, let's move on to number two, number two, the right to bear arms. Um, A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed upon. What that means is, if we're going to have a militia, we can have arms. If we're protecting our rights, we can have arms. If you think they're cool, you don't need them. Um, The Second Amendment does it necessarily you know protect your right to own them and then nowhere does it say that i have the right to own a gun it just says i have the right to keep and bear them <laughs> you know um so it's a touchy subject on how how some people feel about gun rights and and what should be allowed and what shouldn't be allowed and I, I feel if if you're in a militia, then you have every right to have a semi-automatic rifle. Uh, if you're not in a militia, why shouldn't you have every right to have a semi-automatic rifle? <laughs> I personally don't have an AR-15. I wouldn't mind having one. It's a great platform for uh, for use on on many urban scales. Um, and I'm talking about like when when shit goes sideways. You, I'm a good boy scout and I want to be prepared you know and that would be a weapon of preparedness is definitely an AR-15 um, unfortunately a lot of dickheads use it and um, it, it causes problems for those that want to have one but not be an asshole about it okay let's move on to the third amendment Uh, I think this one pertains to, like, uh, the Revolutionary War and the Civil War and the War of 1812 and maybe the Spanish-American War. That's about it. (laughs) 
The Third Amendment is uh, pertains to housing of sol soldiers. No soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. So that's just saying that, you know, you don't have to have any soldiers at your house. They're going to they're going to take care of that shit. It's not your your duty. You have the right to not take care of the soldiers protecting you. All right. So the Fourth Amendment, the protection from unreasonable searches and seizures. Um, I think uh, we might have to dive into this one a little bit. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, house papers and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrant shall issue <laughs> shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Whew, I had a hard time wrapping my tongue around that one. I don't read a lot of legalese very often. I need to start re reading more. Um, what I take from that is, uh, hmm. It says you gotta have a warrant, bitch. <laughs> you can't. You can't take my stuff without due consent or a warrant and so you know i'm gonna like refer to uh the wise brother law of um law group they're out of california wise law firm uh they came up with the 25 words you need to say when you get pulled over by the cops check them out they're on facebook and instagram um w-a-s-s -S. um they're the pop brothers at law um, they represent uh, immigrant law and uh, marijuana law issues in, in the state of California. But they have good information, and that information that they have holds up across the country because of a case that happened here in the state of Arizona um, that caused the Miranda rights to have to be said. So, you know, uh, I'm not going to plagiarize those fellas by saying their 25 words, but I'm just going to say their catchphrase, which is shut the fuck up. When it comes time, just shut the fuck up, you know. The, the Miranda rights of anything you say can and will be held against you in a court of law. That can, any Anything. <laughs> they, they will use anything. So just shut the fuck up. You can't give consent if you shut the fuck up. You know, they can't search your shit without consent or a warrant. Make them get a warrant. Fuck them. Make them do their job. We all know what the fifth is. It's the protection of right to life, liberty, and property. Um, so the fifth amendment is no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a pre presentment or indictment of a grand jury. Woo, I got to read more. Except in cases arising in the land or naval forces. So, uh, military shit. Or in the militia. Duh, that's like the next freaking line, dum-dum. Keep reading. 
When in actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Wow, I've personally had that fucking shit violated a few times. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. I wish I would have knew that whole damn fucking amendment uh, when I was like 21 years old getting pulled over by the police. Um, it would have came in handy. Oh, by the way, folks, I am using this microphone um, to uh, record this tonight. It's a novelty microphone, but it's working, so I'm using it. Um one of our listeners uh, gave it to me, uh, and I posted some pictures on the on the podcast page on Facebook. If you want to check them out, uh, they're a little goofy. Please uh, forgive my face; it is it is the one I was born with. Uh, dang, tonight's a drink at night. <laughs> if you play the um game with me, uh, somebody gonna get. Fucked up. And speaking of which, I think I gotta do that right. We're gonna take like a two second break, folks. Just listen to the sounds of air. Alright, I just had to make sure I got my medicine in for the day. You know what I mean? Alright, let's move on to the next amendment. The next amendment is for this episode, the sixth episode. It's, it's the sixth amendment. The rights of accused persons in criminal cases. Oh shit, we didn't even get done talking about the fifth. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so the fifth <coughs> means a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you can't self-incriminate yourself in a crime. So they can't they can't tell they can't ask you to say shit about yourself. You can't admit to a crime. They can't make you do it. You can plead the fifth on that. Um, you can't, that's, it's also where double jeopardy comes into play is with this amendment. So, um, you can't be tried twice for the same thing, um, when it comes to life or limb. Um, and, and you are not compelled to, uh, testify against yourself. So going on the stand is not something you have to do. And that's your right. And some people get uh, talked out of a lot of that stuff. Um, it's unfortunate. I mean, actually reading the words and just seeing where the system starts to have its flaws. Um, I can uh, point out, let's say, uh, the Fourth Amendment. Um, per, uh, people to be secure on their person. I, I've been searched by the cops on my person and stuff been taken. That stuff's been seized illegally. I've been, uh, you know, my car's been searched illegally. You know, they, they wave a fake fake thing of consent in front of your face. They, they, they slick talk you into believing you have to do it. 
and that's that's where it's messed up is they slick talk you into it i mean if you honestly knew the law you'd shut them down immediately and they would stop um let's move on to the sixth amendment the rights of accused persons in a criminal case in all criminal prosecutions the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury yeah that doesn't happen in this world um and they should be tried in the state and district wherein the crime was committed the district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature of the cause of the accusation. Um, you have the right to be confronted with uh, witnesses against you. And to have a compuls- compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in my favor. Um, and I have the right to have the assistance of counsel for my defense. And that's the Sixth Amendment. It pretty much just sets you up for, you know, you have the right to an attorney. You know, the, the Miranda rights kind of just sums up some of your your rights in a little nutshell. Um, some of them are there and some of them aren't. But that's kind of interesting. <clears throat> Due process. Yeah, that doesn't happen. People sitting there for like six months and shit when they know they should... Uh, get released on their recognizance and they they don't even do that bullshit so those are the amendments that we're going to get to uh next episode we'll do the seventh i just put it away so i can't even remember what it is but we'll learn all together at the same time let's get right right into it i'm uh i'm gonna be more sports centric tonight we're gonna do a lot of sports shit because there's really not a lot I want to talk about in the news. And fuck it. The finals are on. I'm watching it. Let's talk about sports. But first, let's let's again talk about this microphone I got in my hand. I, I'm kind of impressed with myself. I was a DJ for many years. Uh, I did weddings and strip clubs and whatnot. And I got that, that goofy ass voice. And I was afraid getting this little microphone in my hand that I was going to get that voice out and it was just gonna be natural and I was just gonna talk like that and I'm not and I'm kind of impressed with myself so I think I've turned the corner (laughs) we might have put that beast to sleep but who knows the night's still young um that voice was fun to do I gotta say it's fun to do it's it's actually the impersonation of uh one of the guys I was DJing with when I started DJing in the strip club, his name is Jeremy. Um, that's what he sounds like. He sounds like this, and that's his normal voice, and that's how he really talks in real life. He put a little spunk on it and a, a little puke when he uh, does the DJing part of it. But for the most part, the tone and inflection, that's how he sounds. Um, so I told him if he gets famous, I'm going to get famous just doing his impersonation. Um, and it just it became my DJ voice. And anytime I got on the microphone, it was, all right, y'all, put those hands together. Big round of applause going on for that level. You know, it's just, it's a natural spew that just comes out of my voice. I'm not saying that I like it, but <laughs> it's something I can do. Um, 
let's let's jump into the notes I got. Um, I think we're gonna hold off on all the sports stuff for the next segment, but this time, let's talk about dodgeball. Okay, I'm getting sick and tired of people talking down about dodgeball. It's okay. So where I went to school in the Midwest, in in Minnesota, uh, we called it. We had we played a game called three step elimination, where you could take three steps with the ball and throw it. It was open field, so we played in the gymnasium. Um, you could move about freely when you didn't have the ball. If you had the ball, you could take three steps and fire. Um, we didn't necessarily target the lesser athletic individuals. Uh, first off, I mean, yeah, they got taken out because they were they were it was low hanging fruit, and to stay in the game, you know, sometimes you would hit them. So that the ball would bounce back your way and you could keep going and get on a run. You know what I'm saying? It, it, was, it wasn't that you were picking on them. It was you were using them to further your goal. I mean, because the name of the game was to get everybody out and be the last person standing. That's the name of the game. Throw the ball, get hit, dodge the ball. You know, I mean, it was it's a pretty basic-ass game. Um... I didn't think of it as picking on anybody. I threw the ball at whoever the fuck was closest and whoever I could lay the most. I mean, some people, yeah, I fired a little harder on the chicks I was nice to. You know, I'd let it tap them off the leg and, you know, give them a little wink kind of thing. Or they'd help me out, you know, when they'd see the ball, they'd kick it my way. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, So, I mean, it was a game inside of the game. It was just a fun game. And I, I, I hate that it gets this stigma that, you know, people are getting picked on and singled out. And it's like, I'm sorry if you felt that way. But I can tell you as one of the kids that made it towards the end most of the time, uh, we didn't look at it that way. It was just a competition, dude. And we all can't win. Only one person can win. So eventually you're going to get hit. So, how is that being picked out and singled out? I mean, if if you're getting picked out and, and taken out right away in the beginning, that's just because they're just getting you out of the way. Now there's less players, there's more room, you know. If, if you're not going to be athletic out there, if you're not even going to give it a go, get the fuck off the court so we help you out faster. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 the other side of looking at it. It's... It, it wasn't a bullying tactic. I mean, sometimes, yeah, people took shit out on people. But I could tell you that I picked on the people like I was going to fight. Not like getting bullied by like the lesser kid. Oh, you got goofy glasses. I'm going to throw the ball at you. No, it was nothing like that. It was, oh, dude, you hit me earlier. I'm going to hit you. Oh, you threw that at me a little hard. I'm going to make sure I hit you harder. Oh, you were helping him get me. I'm going to get you too. You know, that's the kind of stuff that goes through your head when you're playing that game. Um, Now, the conventional game of dodgeball, where you're lined up and run into the middle and all that stuff. Yeah, that that same mindset applies to that game. The, The lesser athletic people are just in the way. 
So if you're not going to try and be athletic and stay alive, then just get the fuck off the court, you know? And the easiest way to do that is to get you out. You know, I mean, it's real simple. All you got to do is catch the ball. Catch the ball, dodge the ball. It's easy. One, two. Um, and I'm not saying that it's for everybody. And, and not everybody's athletic. And that's fine. You know, I, I can't type code. I'm, I'm thinking about trying it, but I'm not going to sit down and say, yeah, that's something I can do. Yeah, fuck yeah, I got that. Nah, dude, that shit looks like straight up calculus. And I've taken calculus and I don't want to code. <laughs> that shit's going to be crazy. So dodgeball is not bad. I'm sorry if you felt like you were picked on. It's, I, I, I can't speak for those kids that were throwing the ball at you. But from my experience, eight times out of 15, we weren't trying to do anything bad. You know, nine times out of 10, I should say. Most of the time, we weren't trying to do anything bad. I had a nemesis, I, I should say. There's this kid. His, there was two kids. Um, one was named Joel and one was named Ramon. And the two of them, you know, they kind of just, you know... I got into a fight with both of them in in junior high. So, you know, they got on my nerves a little bit. Um, So, yeah, once in a while you would sting it in there. And then there was this other kid named Tyrone. He was just an asshole to me. You know, he was was lighter in complexion than I was. But since I was mixed, he felt the need to talk shit. So, yeah. We'll get into bullying in another episode, and that name will come back. (laughs) That motherfucker, oh my god. So, dodgeball isn't that bad, folks. And and the kids aren't trying to be bad and evil and all that stuff. It's The adults overthink the situation. um, Because, yeah, they see a pattern... Yeah, this kid gets hit every time in the first three rounds. Oh, yeah, because he's just fucking standing there. Move, Timmy, you dumb fuck. Uh, it's, 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 you know, if you're going to just stand there, yeah, man, poof, I'm going to just pick you off. And if I'm a dick, yeah, I'm going to put a little stang on it. But not everybody's a dick. And, yes, there are dicks out there. I apologize. I'm, I'm just going to apologize for all. All us good dodgeball players, forever playing good dodgeball players, we're sorry that we played good dodgeball. We did not mean to play good dodgeball. We just wanted to have fun, and we were athletic. I'm sorry for all of us. Please forgive us. We just want everybody to enjoy dodgeball, man. It's a fun-ass game. (laughs) So... I didn't worry about any uh, plumbers this week. Uh, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to do a troglodyte. I didn't really um, think about any off the top of my head. Well, I guess I could always go back. I mean, yay. Now we can finally do it. It's time, folks. Woo. Saved from episode one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so this is some old-ass news, but I'm so proud we get to finally do this. 
I don't even know the chick's name. I haven't done any research beyond what I heard the very beginning. And that's this. So Nicolas Cage met this chick. And I think they were in Vegas. I'm not 100% sure. But we'll just say Vegas because it makes the story sound better. Okay? Sue me if you need to. I I didn't do any fact checking. Please check me on it if you want to. But Nicolas Cage met this lady. And after uh, a short while, they got married in a little, you know, a little fun rage. So Nick married this girl. Woo, that was a good foul. I'm watching the basketball game. And it's getting a little chippy. Uh uh uh. But that's good. That's good. They're playing good basketball. This is the game. This is the game that that everybody should be watching. And if you're listening to this after the fact, I'm sorry, you should have watched this game. This is the game for history tonight. Um the Golden State Warriors are a team that's on the precipice of being like the greatest basketball team ever to play basketball. They're going for a three-peat in the championship tonight. Uh, this this championship series series is tied up one apiece in tonight's game at home in Golden State, which is in Oakland right now. Um, they are playing minus two of their best players. Now they've got four really good players. Two of those guys are sitting down, so they still got half of a good ass team out there. If Golden State wins this game tonight, they're going to shut everybody up. And this kind of is going to segue right into the next thing. We're going to hold off on the troglodyte until a little bit later because this is this is kind of just snowballing on me real quick as it's happening. Um, so, oh, damn it. Now I lost it with my high ass. Shit. So Golden State, if they win this, they're going to be the greatest team because they're missing their two greatest players, okay? Klay Thompson, who's just a lights-out shooter who keeps them in the game, and Kevin Durant, who is what they argue to say the greatest basketball player ever. I don't think he is. He's just a seven-footer playing in a six-footer position. So, yeah, of course you're going to look good when everybody you're playing against is half your size. Anyway... That's coming back later. So, Golden State's playing this game. Toronto is expected to win. Everybody's picking Toronto, and everybody says, this is the game Toronto's going to win. If they're going to win any game in Golden State, it's going to be this game. This This is how I know Jesus loves me, this I know. The little talking heads right before the game were doing their picks, and they all picked the same team. And then right before the camera broke to the game to start the anthems and all that shit. One of the talking heads, Paul Pierce to be exact, said, you can bet the house on it. Toronto's going to win. And the other guy on the other end, Chauncey Billups, said, oh, shit. Golden State's going to win now. (laughs) Famous last words always screw you. And as it looks, we're going into the halftime uh, break right now, folks. And the score is Golden State 52, Toronto 60. So this is a good game. We'll see what happens. There's a whole lot of basketball left to go. But let's keep talking about that. 
uh, Golden State situation. So that brings in Kevin Durant. Okay, let let's just talk about the whole basketball world. Okay, um, a few months ago, not a few months ago, a few weeks ago, the basketball society or society, <laughs> the association, is what they call them for short. The association had their lottery pick where they put all the teams, the top, the bottom 15 teams names into a hopper and they pick the position that they're going to draft in. So, you know, you could be pick first, you could pick 15. Um, this year, three teams were up for the best pick. Um, one of those teams was the New York Knicks. Okay. Keep that in mind. New York. Um, the other two teams, who cares? They didn't get it. It doesn't matter. So it comes down to the last three picks. It's New York, New Orleans, and I can't remember the other team because it doesn't matter. <laughs> so going into this lottery, all of the talk radios and all the sports everything was talking about how that first pick needs to go to New York and how how what it means to the league if it goes to New York and New York this and suck New York's dick that and and I can't oh god can't stand it who cares if it's the largest market in 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 your field good god there's more to it than that so it all comes down to it New York doesn't get the first pick it goes to New Orleans and now everybody's trying to figure out how New Orleans can trade with New York so New York gets that first pick. Okay, so that was that talk right away. And that's kind of like quieted down because New Orleans was like, man, y'all can kiss both sides of my ass. We're going to go with this dude because this guy coming out is Jesus Christ in, in sneakers. So they're going with it. And they had a player that in the middle of the year... LeBron James made a run for like, hey, we're gonna get you on my team. We're gonna do, 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 do. and LeBron James likes to bully situations and and control the situation and try to be the coach, GM, and player all at the same time. And so he was trying to get this player, Anthony Davis, to come to Los Angeles, and that fell through. And then New Orleans got this pick, and they thought that's gonna keep Anthony Davis around. And that fell through. Anthony's like, nah, I'm still leaving, bro. I'm out this piece. <laughs> Backfire. So we'll see how that all goes down here in about a month when the actual draft happens. So it comes back to these sportscasters talking so much shit and, and just making up stupid stuff about... Storylines. I mean, literally making it up. Like, okay, Kevin Durant. He plays for the Golden State Warriors. His contract's up this year. He'll be a free agent. Everybody's talking about how Kevin Durant needs to go to New York. Kevin Durant's going to New York. Like, like they got the word from the man himself. Who hasn't said anything about it? If you ask him, he doesn't say anything about it. Everybody's saying he's got to go to New York. Or he's, he's going to go to L.A. and play with LeBron. Like, everybody has to go to L.A. And, and be a Laker. There's more in L.A. than the Lakers. There's the Clippers. Like, I would go and play on the Clippers. Fuck the Lakers, dude. That organization is fucked up. So, 
these these talking heads, these sportscasters make up shit just to start storylines, and then these uh, sports agents listen to this di- stuff. The the athletes listen to it too, and they hear it, and they start to get gassed up on the idea, and and now art is not imitating life. Life is imitating the art. And I personally think it's backwards when these and these sportscasters are starting to get God complexes because they're calling their shot. You know what I'm saying? And and it's really like uh, you guys are just flooding the airwaves and influencing a person. You're really not doing anything serious. So we'll see what happens coming up here at the end of the basketball season. Who goes where? If Kevin Durant ends up in New York or if he stays in Golden State. Or if he goes somewhere else altogether. Totally different. If uh, Kyrie Irving goes to New York. Or if Kyrie Irving goes somewhere totally different. Like L.A. You know, these are... You're starting to see a a pattern here. You know, uh, Anthony Davis. Is he going to go to L.A.? Um, Who else is there? Um, Dang. Oh, Kawhi Leonard. He's coming up as a free agent. He was traded to Toronto, and there's talks that he's staying, and there's talks that he's leaving. And and if he leaves, is he going to go to L.A.? <laughs> but see, that Kawhi Leonard's the only one that in any of the L.A. talks, it's the L.A. Clippers. He made sure to let him know, like, if I go to L.A., it's with the Clippers. I'm not playing with the Lakers. So, we'll see what happens. These sportscasters, they... They think, I'm just getting back to that God complex. They, they, they think just because, I'm not talking about the like, the actual players that played and become sportscasters. I'm talking about the, the Skip Baylesses and the Colin Cowards and, you know, Dan Patrick does it too. I love Dan Patrick, but he does it too. And, and, and DP did play a little college ball. And Colin Cowherd did play a little high school ball. And Skip Bayless did play a little college ball. But none of them played professional. And all they know is a whole lot of journalism. They, I mean, they can kind of break down mechanics and whatnot. But the good ones don't get into it too much. And the ones that get into it too much don't know what they're talking about. Um... Like uh, Dan Patrick is is he won't talk about shooting mechanics for a shooter because a shooter will shoot, and if it goes, the only thing that matters is does it go in. That's it. Nobody cares about how it comes off your hand and if your elbow's in and how tucked you are and if it's coming off your chin and are you lined up on your forehead and all this other bullshit. You're supposed to learn that in junior high, okay? You're a professional by this point. Your shot is locked in by this point. You've already shot that shot a million times, literally. So it's not going to change. And there are some really ugly jumpers out there. I mean, just to name names, Alonzo Ball has the ugliest jump shot in the world. He comes from the opposite side of his head. I don't even know how he... It's like he's shooting from the back of his head. Like he's aiming with the back side of his skull. I don't know how he does it, but he's a right-handed shooter. And he starts with the ball over his left shoulder. And then he shoots. It goes in. It's not the highest percentage, but it goes in. Uh, Sean Marion. 
he played for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, he played for a few other teams. He's uh, Dallas Mavericks, who's another one. He has an ugly-ass fucking jumper. That shit was ugly as fuck. But it's wetter than the damn wax on your floor. I mean, that shit, that dude's shot goes in. And that's all that, nobody said shit about Sean Marion's shot. Because it goes in. It's ugly as hell. I got an ugly-ass jump shot, but it goes in. That's all that matters. Nobody talks shit about my jump shot because I'm nobody. (laughs) And if they want to talk shit about my jump shot, bring it, bitch. I will get on the court and drop it in your eyeball. I don't care. Fuck what you heard. Shit. These sportscasters got me all fucked up. And then it leads to uh, how they're talking, you know, gases up the the, the athlete or, you know, boosts their ego. Um, fills them with hot air, you know, gets them bigger than they need to be. And now, now we're talking about, you know, the abuse of the athlete and, and, and the handling, if you, if you will, of the athlete. Um, I think it's, it's messed up how these kids get handled literally from like junior high elementary school. If you're really good, like this kid, Zion Williamson, uh, I've been following since he was in sixth grade. I've been watching him on the internet since sixth grade. And it's like, holy shit, I can't wait until he gets to the league. And now it's happening. And it's like, holy shit, I can't wait until October gets here. I want to see that kid play with some grown-ass men. He's six foot eight, 260 pounds, can run the floor like a guard, and can jump like an angel. I mean, he literally goes into orbit when he jumps. It's beautiful. He can control the pace of a game. He can take over a game. I mean, this kid is what Michael Jordan was. He could take over a game. His presence takes over the game. Um, And that's what you want. Holy shit. This Gorilla Glue. By the way, this this episode this week is brought to you by Grape Kool-Aid and Gorilla Glue Weed. (laughs) From the great state of California. Uh, because Arizona hasn't made it recreationally legal yet. And since I'm a, I hold a federal license, they won't let me get my, uh, marijuana card. So as soon as, uh, Halloween comes, I can get my marijuana card. Woohoo. Cause I'm giving up this license. <laughs> I don't want it no more. I'm not using it. <laughs> and when I used it, it wasn't worth it. So, um, these players get handled from, from a young age, sixth grade. They're, they're coddled, they're held, they're walked down the hall, they're, they're shown the way. I mean, they're given everything. I mean, they're given things that just most people don't do. Like, it's not normal for a 13-year-old to be, you know, just totally rocked out. <laughs> it's not normal. It happens. But it's not normal. Um, these AAU tournaments with these kids. I mean, AAU is a monstrous business. There's so much money involved in it. I mean, just the price to play in a tournament is obscene. And there's like, what, 13 tournaments a season. And it's it's insane. Um, and, and then these kids get into college and they get handled some more. And then they get to the pros and then they get arrested for domestic violence because 
they don't know how to handle themselves because they've been handled their whole lives and now they've been thrown out to the wolves with fucking 10 million dollars and no fucking clue we're doing them a disservice so there's there's got to be some serious reforms going on in in, in like 90 percent of america because our society is fucked uh the, just what we deem important and what our priorities are are just so fucked you know look at who our president is I mean I remember watching the Robert Downey Jr. show like way back in the in the mid to late 80s when WOR had a TV station on cable and you could catch the New York feed and Robert Downey Jr., fucking loudmouth ass, late night talk show. He would have Ro- Donald Trump on there. I mean, this is Donald. <laughs> it's fucking Donald Trump, dude. I mean, it's fucking Donald Trump. It's our fucking president. Like, he's supposed to be an esteemed person in, in the history of America now. And it's like, I can't even say his name with a straight face without, like, some kind of giggly smirk. Like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? I mean, he's not doing a shitty job, but he's not doing a good job. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like it's it's like in the middle of somewhere between prehistoric fuck. You know what I mean? It's just like, uh, it's it, it's like we're putting up with it, and and he did some shit to fuck us up. So we'll see what happens, man. We'll see. It's not over. And uh, I don't think they have anybody to beat them coming up. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I gave my uh, my endorsement last week. Or, yeah, last week, last podcast for uh, Tulsi Gabbard out of Hawaii. She's a representative. I checked that out. I did fact check that. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I, I hope John Kasich runs and then we'll all be happy. But we'll see. Who knows? So I guess, yeah, you know what? That got me thinking. I need to take a break so I can do some more of that uh, weed smoking right there. <laughs> and not be so rude on this microphone. <laughs> Woo! Stick around. This is a You Right Podcast. Alright, folks, welcome back. I guess I didn't. (laughs) Didn't smoke enough weed in that that break. My bad! (laughs) So, we're gonna make this real quick. Really, is so I can change the music so I can get ready for the close. That's the only reason why. But uh, let's just jump right into it. Now I get to say what I've been waiting to say. I've been waiting to say this so long. Nicolas Cage got married to some lady. They only got married for a short time. Nicholas, after four, day, four days, Nicholas realized, oh, shit, nah. So he went and filed for an annulment. To get that shit just wiped off the slates clean and free of charge. Okay? The lady that he married, 
I can't remember her name. I don't know her name. I don't really care at this point because this story is so freaking old. I just need a troglodyte of the week. And I said I would save this one for when I didn't have one. And I don't have one, so here she is. So, Nicolas Cage's ex-wife. Here's a troglodyte of the week. Why? Because this dumbass, stupid bitch asked for alimony off of a four-day marriage. Like... Okay, I know this man has a lot of money and he might have made like a lot of money off of the interest in four days. So yeah, she might be entitled to the interest that was collected on the monies that was held by the man. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You know what she's getting from me? I'm going to give her a kiss on the cheek and smack her on the ass and say, Get the fuck out of my face. Get <laughs> the fuck out of here. Four days and you want alimony, bitch. You better find another stupid ass fool to marry. <laughs> That's going to be our troglodyte of the week. Nicholas Cage's ex wife. Let's move, keeping it into the uh, uh, entertainment field. There's this thing called the Drake Curse. And I'm trying to see if it's still true. And I think it is. So. I think, okay, so we'll see what it, let me, let me explain the Drake curse, so Drake, the uh, hip-hop, if you want to call what he does hip-hop, the rap star, the, the, the pop rap, whatever the fuck you want to call him, Drake, oh, he stepped out of bounds, yay, so Drake, whoever and whatever he endorses on social media, like, immediately has a disastrous moment in their life, okay, and it's and it's documented. Go online, Google Drake curse, and every you'll see it. So the most recent part was Philadelphia was playing Toronto, and and Drake Drake is like the ambassador of the Toronto Raptors, being he is from Toronto. So everybody was thinking that Toronto's going to lose because Drake. Drake's for Toronto. I mean, that he makes no bones about it. He cheers for Toronto. And they were losing. And, and Philadelphia was going to win. And it came down to a last second, lucky-ass three-bounce jump shot from the corner. And thing bounced on the rim three times before it went in. It was one of those, oh, 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 kind of moments. And come to find out this motherfucker Drake was wearing Philadelphia shorts the whole time they were playing so it's like hmm the curse is still going and is Toronto immune to the Drake curse hmm some interesting questions here and, and then my next question is is Drake uh, sporting some Golden State shit somewhere hmm. we'll see what happens man we've got another week of this shit to go through that's that Drake curse check it out for yourself on Google so Quentin Tarantino's got a new movie coming out and uh, Quentin Tarantino's just he's, he's known to be he's an artsy fartsy little fuck and I've got my own personal issues with the man. We'll see what happens in this movie. If, if for some reason, if, if for some reason this man has to say that, and, and him personally, because he's in all his movies, 
he personally says the n-word in every movie every fucking one go watch all of his movies he says the n-word in every freaking movie it's insane it's it's gotten to the point where it's like dude say it one more fucking time please you do not have the n-word card given to you by the black nation because i didn't sign off on that shit so don't go around tossing that bitch around like you know what the fuck you're saying okay like you got some fucking entitlement because oh, i'm creating art bitch fuck off respect the person before you get dropped so that's just me and quentin so quentin's on this junket uh promoting this movie coming out and this reporter asked him why margot robbie didn't have such a prominent role in the in the movie why she has such a limited role and quentin looked at her and was like i'm not even gonna answer that question next <laughs> i personally think that was a boss ass gangster move um he doesn't have to answer that question at all i mean one it's his movie two bitch you better ask somebody else because that's not a question you ask the writer and director and the executive producer um why didn't this person get more time um because that's not how the story went he wanted he had a vision and this is how it went and that's how it went and and it's not really you know a question that you should be asking the writer and the director and the editor and the producer and the and the quentin tarantino i mean if you ask margot robbie did she know about it I mean, she probably did know about it quentin's straight up and down with people so he's not gonna beat around the bush and be like okay i want you to come in and i got this masterful piece for you he's like no i got this thing you might get 20 seconds but i need you in it and that's how he's gonna say it uh, i need you in it i gotta have you you finish it i can't make my movie without you that's the type of angle he's gonna take so asking an artist why why they created their art is stupid asking them what they felt would have been a better way of putting it like why did you feel she needed to be in the movies not as much that would have been a better question um and that's really all i gotta say about that and that's all I gotta say about that. So we're gonna take a quick break so I can change the music up. And then we're gonna close this bitch down for this week. We got to it real quick. Wow. This is the You Write Podcast. Stick around. Alright folks, welcome on back. We're gonna wrap things up for you this week. We got the music changed for you. <laughs> I have one question, one thought. What if Jupiter is a star that never ignited? And on that, we're just going to end the show. Um, like always, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a step. Please, tie your shoes, folks. Thanks for listening to the You Right Podcast. My name is Mick. See you next time.